Welcome back to Meditate with Tasha. This episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm really excited about it because this topic is something that's near and dear to my heart and something that I can really relate to. I know we usually speak with healers and yoga instructors, but today we are going to speak with Seeking Shade. She has a YouTube channel where she talks about infertility, fertility, and other health topics that other women, we don't really get to share with each other or talk to each other about. So let's get started. I'm so excited for this. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Meditate with Tasha. Today, we are going to be speaking with Sade. Um, she will be speaking to us about infertility, fertility, and what women go through that we normally don't really talk about. So let me introduce Sade, and we're going to get started. How are you doing today? I'm doing so amazing, Tasha. How are you? I am great. I'm very excited for this conversation. <laughs> like, I um, definitely am excited. <laughs> yes. So um, start off by telling us about your journey, um, how everything started and how it's going. Okay. Well, right now I'm currently dealing with secondary infertility. Um, so I'll backtrack. Mm-hmm. I had infertility issues when I was trying to conceive my first um, I didn't really understand much about infertility until we have been trying. My husband and I have been trying for several years, mm-hmm. no success. I finally reached out to a few different specialists and doctors, and there was really no true explanation as to what was going on. You know, so they tried me on different medications. I had um, an HSG procedure. It's pretty much to just blow dye through your tubes to see if you have any blockages. Mm-hmm. And, um... You know, it was just emotionally draining and stressful dealing with trying to conceive. It took me six years to get pregnant with my first. Mm -hmm. Um, That started off as a twin pregnancy, and I lost one of those babies at about nine weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Fortunately, my daughter Daphne made it. She is actually a miracle baby because she was a rainbow baby at the same time, you Mm -hmm. know. So it was such a blessing to have her. And, you know, once I had her and Got pregnant with my second with no help after about six months, because Daphne was about six months old Mm -hmm. uh, when Demi came here. Demi was a surprise baby. Like, literally, (laughs) I'm like, where did she come from? (laughs) You know? Um, So once I had her, I thought, hey, you know, my infertility struggle is over. I can get pregnant whenever I want. Mm -hmm. And I just felt this sigh of relief. Now here we are, six years later, and I'm going through the same issues again. Mm So it has been quite humbling, but this time around, I decided to educate myself as much as possible. And, you know, with me being a woman of faith, I have decided to, you know, during my wait time to encourage others, be there for others, motivate others and, you know, bring light to this situation because it's very hard to go through infertility alone. Mm -hmm. A lot of times your family members aren't going through the same things. So they don't understand, you know, they have a little empathy and it's not really their fault. They just don't get it, you Mm -hmm. know? So I've always tried to find a group of people who could relate, who understood and who I could be there for. So fortunately now sharing my journey on YouTube and Instagram, 
it has helped me deal with it more. It's, just, it's been more of a um, therapeutic process. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful for the journey, and I have faith that baby number three will be here soon, you know. So that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So has there been times where you felt like this is it? Like, I know for sure in my heart, like, I'm pregnant. And then you get that letdown of just like, ugh. Oh, wow. Yes, several months, you know. Mm. <clears throat> and that still happens because to a degree, you know, you hype yourself up. You feel as if I've done everything right. You know, I have this timed intercourse. I've mm. taken these medications. I've done all these steps. And you just feel like it's a huge possibility I could be pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, there's no one really talking about how I believe me personally, I feel as if some of these pregnancy test companies are taking advantage of women's vulnerability of wanting to conceive because now these indent lines and, you know, false positives, it has become so bad um, to where I have documented it. I have shown it. Like, look, there are lines here. Mm -hmm. I gotta be pregnant. And then I would get a blood test and they're like, no, ma'am, you're not. You know, so it's not like these are chemical pregnancies, which I think I've had a few of those. Mm-hmm. But these aren't chemical pregnancies. These companies are giving false hopes. So, yes, there have been several times where I felt like, you know, this is it. I'm pregnant. I cannot wait to share. I have come to my husband so many times with tests like, hey, babe, I think I'm pregnant. And to the point where now I don't even get excited about seeing the line. You know, yeah. I just... I have I have put myself in a position where I try to remain neutral mm-hmm. so that I can not be hurt every single month. Yeah. It hasn't been easy. It has not been easy. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing because I used to do like the the pregnancy apps, um, like yes. when you track your ovulation and thing, things like that. And yes. got the little strips, take the picture. I was like, ah, oh, <clears throat> yes, this is it because we did it on the right day, right time. Yep. Got it. And then. I take the test and I'm just like, man, what kind of nonsense right. is this? <laughs> like, yes. You've got to be kidding yes. me. And it's just, it's, I don't want to say it's a letdown, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's like discouraging. A, yeah, it's, it's discouraging. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it makes it hard to, to go forward, you know? Yep. So, but that's why I share my journey. I try to be as vulnerable and honest as possible. You know, I, of course I'm being encouraging, but I want you to see that, there are moments where you feel defeated. There mm-hmm. are moments where you want to give up, and you know, and it, it's it's hard to keep going forward. But that's why I believe it's important to normalize the conversation and to connect with a group of people who are going through the same things that mm-hmm. can encourage you and uplift you and say, "Hey, I understand. I, you know, I've been through that." And it just makes it easier. It mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier to keep going forward. And also educating yourself and being an advocate for yourself so for me i don't have any problem with going to my doctor saying look i have all these statistics all of these results something isn't right we need to figure this out Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's important too if you have concerns about your fertility journey and you think something's not making sense then i think you should most definitely be an advocate for yourself and you know find a good doctor that listens to you this is very true um, cause I know I took time out and I was like, something's not right. Not right. Like I feel it and mm-hmm. ended up, I ended up having like fibroids. So oh, yeah. yep. I had to get the surgery and I was like, okay, now everything is good. Now we're just waiting at this point of just like, it will happen when it happens. Yeah. 
But if I didn't listen to my body and know like something was wrong, I would have like would have kept growing. And if I didn't change my diet and things like we don't know, like the things that we have to change until it gets to that point or until we educate ourselves. Exactly, because it's not like that information is just available for us. We only find out, like you said, after you get a diagnosis, Mm -hmm. and then you go and research, like, what is a fibroid? Why do I have it? And and fibroids are so common in black women Mm -hmm. that it's literally a big issue for us. And it has a lot to do with, like you said, diet, like dairy products, stuff like that. That is not necessarily good for us. Mm -hmm. You know, those are certain things that we just... not cannot eat but shouldn't have a major consumption of because it just does not treat our bodies well and you know I was when I recently had my uh, I had a fertility surgery or a reproductive surgery in January of this year and I documented that Mm -hmm. but my doctor told me hey you have a huge fibroid you know I was freaking out did some research then we did the surgery and she's like, no, you don't have fibroids, but you have a lot of cysts, and your cervix is closed. You are blocked off. Whoa. So my womb was completely closed. Oh, my goodness. There was, there was no way I was going to get pregnant, you right. know? But had I not pushed and said, no, something's not right, I even switched doctors because I felt like my last doctor wasn't listening. All she wanted to do was push Clomid on me and Letra's mm-hmm. on. It was like, no. My body's not responding. There's something going wrong. Mm-hmm. So I have no problem with if you're not listening, you're not, you know, responding to me properly, or you're not making my health a priority, I will go somewhere else. Right. Um, so when I went to that new doctor and she let me express myself, and she has been an amazing, an amazing gynecologist. And when we did the surgery, she's like, look, there are so many things that were going wrong. We have fixed those issues. Now it is just getting to a healthier weight and also just not stressing. You know, it's, it's easier said than done, mm-hmm. but stress kind of takes you away from getting to your goal of baby. Yes, yeah, stressing and just checking for every single, like, symptom. <laughs> that, yeah, symptom that is fighting. my thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, always oh, like, oh, what's that feeling? <laughs> That's something. And I'll mark it on the calendar. And I was like, you know what? Just put the app away and just yes, live life and enjoy. It drives you crazy. Yep. <laughs> it drives you mad. Before I was trying to get pregnant, I didn't notice anything yep. in my body. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to track for ovulation. <laughs> now, I'm so in tune with my body. I know when I'm about to ovulate. It is so crazy mm-hmm. how once you tell yourself you're on this journey, now everything that's going on with you you feel it and you see it and that's a good thing but that also is not a good thing right (laughs) i'm like i want to be oblivious yes 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 i want to be oblivious to it i want to enjoy it i want to be like surprised (laughs) but i'm so analytical and such a perfectionist Mm -hmm. and i was like i have to peek at the app so (laughs) yeah look i have i have deleted the app right (laughs) i have cleared the storage and yet somehow every single month that app is back on my phone (laughs) during my two-week wait like how did i end up back here yes what am i doing yes (laughs) (laughs) i am happy i'm not the only one (laughs) that is funny i love it and it's just also being able to have that support of your partner yes. as well. That's so yes. important. 
And my, in the beginning, he was not, to oh. be honest with you, he <laughs> was not a support. And it wasn't that he didn't want to be, he didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And I, and honestly, I can say my desire to be a mother and to have a child, though he was like, yeah, I would love to be a dad, it was not such a fight for him at first. Yeah. You know, he didn't really, it was like, hey, we could have a kid, we could not have a kid, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But once it had been several years of, okay we, you know, right we've been trying and, stuff. <laughs> and then you know when they did the uh semen analysis and he realized this is male factor infertility too this was the first time mm-hmm. once he saw that he played a role in that it kind of changed his you know his motivation his energy and it changed his level of support mm-hmm. now you know being married for 11 years and have been going through this journey together for so long we are so in tune and he is much more engaged and supportive and like you said yes it truly helps to have that support during this journey mm-hmm. yep it truly does because it's like they wait a second one second okay can you hear me i can hear you now. okay perfect <laughs> so um i said it's it's important for both of the female and the male to get checked out because yes. it, it's between both of them so it could be either yes. one but it's always kind of not i want to say awkward but how you word it to a male, you never want them to take offense to it. Because that ego, though, yes, you know, we don't have that ego issue. I don't think, anyway, for a male, though, if you tell, if they find out that they're the reason why there's issues with getting pregnant, you know, it can affect them emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can it can make them feel some type of way. And depending on the maturity of the man, it, it it can make things worse. You yeah. know, it can make things better too. But it would just depend on the person. For him, he kind of took it personally for a minute. <laughs> like, you know, which, you know, what you mean? You know, he was kind of defensive. <laughs> but when you find out what things you're doing in your lifestyle that affects it, you know, that made him look at himself differently. Smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. you know, um, having sit-down jobs, you know, the kind of boxers that you wear, the kind of food that you eat, yep. you know, stress levels, all of that plays a role. And you, the more you go into this, you realize, like you said, the male and the female play a role in this journey. And either person could be the reason why, you know, you're going through infertility. Mm-hmm. But I don't even like the word infertility. Like, I, I'm the more I'm learning about it, I don't like the word because I saw, and I know it's a fact, but I've stopped calling myself infertile. I've yeah. started to say I'm reproductively challenged, but this too shall pass. You mm-hmm. know, it's all a mindset thing. So I've learned to try to change my mindset. And, you know, because your body goes the way you think of it. You tell yourself you're going to live well and be well and do well, your body responds to Mm -hmm. that. So I have learned to just start speaking life over my husband and over myself. You know, timing is really not in our control. It's really not. Yeah. Um, But those things that I do have control over, which is my mindset, my lifestyle, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to just trust the process. Mm -hmm. Yes, very true. I know I have went through this phase of, I don't know what it was, but everybody around me, they were getting pregnant. I was like, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) And it was like, it would, I don't want to say hurt, but it would just, it would change my mood and I would just get in my feelings. And it's just, uh, I'm like, I'm better now, 
that it like I don't know it's something switched to me where it was just like it will be my time when it's my time yeah so when I when I first was going through it oh lord okay so I would say this was a year before I actually got pregnant at mm-hmm. this point my, my husband and I have been trying for four and a half years and every time you turn around a cousin a sister a friend <laughs> a neighbor was pregnant it was like Literally to the point to where I was like, God, why are you torturing me? Right. You know, why is everybody getting pregnant? And I'm not, you know. And I remember one time I went to um, Walmart to, with my sister. We just went for a girl's, you know, outing just to go shopping. Mm-hmm. And I saw my cousin. I hadn't seen her for months. She Nobody in the family told me that she was pregnant. So when I saw her and she was like huge pregnant, like maybe about eight months. Oh, wow. I cried. I couldn't look at her. I was so angry. I was so jealous. I was. I just couldn't. It was to the point to where I left my groceries, my shopping cart <laughs> at Walmart, oh, no. and I walked home. I was that angry and upset. Um, and I and I hate the fact that I felt that way, but that was my truth. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we're, we're it's hard to admit that there is some jealousy and envy envy there when you want something and somebody else is always getting it. Mm -hmm. And that was my breaking point because I never wanted to feel that way about, especially a family member. You know, I love my cousin and I had to pray about that. I came home, I told my husband and he was like, he's always been a straight shooter. And he's like, why would you be jealous of her? (laughs) her? That's not your uterus. That's not your womb. And that's not your story. Mm -hmm. And you know, when he said that, it affected me in a way. And I started to surrender those true feelings to God. Like God changed my heart, helped me to be happy for other people and trust your process, your plan for my life. That hurt to do, that was hard to do, that took some time. Um, but it, it, it eventually that had, that came to fruition. Now, you know, going through secondary infertility, of course, there are moments where it's like, dang, everybody and their mama getting pregnant. Right. Getting pregnant, you know? <laughs> but I come back full circle and I have to remind myself, your journey isn't my journey. Mm-hmm. Your womb is not my womb. And, you know, the child or children that God has placed or written for me in due season, they will come. Now, Lord, what do you want me to do in the meantime? You know, what do I do while I wait? Right. So that's what I focus on now. While while I'm waiting, what do I do with that time? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love this. So, <laughs> with that being said, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to be a mother or somebody who's having like difficulty? Well, the first thing I would would say is it's and it's hard to <laughs> to say this, but enjoy the time before motherhood embrace that time before you become a mother but also just speak life over yourself you know pray about it ask god you know lord this is the desire that i have help me in this time of waiting you know to trust your your process pressure trust your timing and just you know be patient with yourself I understand it's hard, it's, you know, it's a process, but be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. Believe that you can conceive and enjoy the time while you wait. 
I love it. Perfect. Now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where are we able to find you? Instagram, social media, YouTube. Tell us all of that. Yes, 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 yes. So on Instagram, I am forever seeking Sade. Um, so on there, of course, you're going to see TTC updates, but also body positivity and just my, you know, daily motivation. Mm -hmm. And then also on YouTube, I have a YouTube channel and seeking Sade. Um, it is a TTC um, update channel. Also, it's a family blog channel. So you'll see all kind of stuff on there. My journey <laughs> to motherhood, you know, my marriage, my kids. I'm an all out there person. So you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram. Always know that I'm open for um, reach out. So you can DM me, message me, and I, I will be. I would love to connect. Perfect. So there you guys have it. That is our episode on infertility and fertility and all of those lovely things. So I will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you.